You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. after me i believe the word of god as the full expression of the godhead whatever god is that is his word for he has magnified his word above his name i believe god transforms his word transforms i believe god heals his word heals me i believe god is provision his word provides for me i believe god is protection his word protects me whatever i believe god is i believe his word shall perform in my life today i can never be the same again in Jesus' name, amen. I spoke to you last week on honor, and I started with the etymology of the word. The root word of honor, Latin, honors, dignity, offers reputation. It also came from the French, honor, honora, glory, renown, fame, earned. In the English, is splendor, beauty, excellence. And I said that wherever you see honor, love must be the motivation. It must have value. Faith, respect as its cup. If you say you truly honor somebody, then you must love them. You must value them. You must have faith in them and you must respect them. If you don't value somebody, you don't love them, you don't have faith in them, and you don't respect them, and you say you honor them, your honor is fake. Wherever you see honor, love must be the motivation. And I said that in the world, in the secular, Anytime they talk about honor, the first thing they see is obligation. Because he's my boss. Because he gives me my paycheck. If I don't honor him, he will sack me. So they do it just because it's a duty. But believers honor because they love. Love must precede honor. And value, faith, and respect must be in order. Praise the Lord. Psalm 49 verse 20 says, a man who is in honor, yet does not understand, is like a beast that perish. And I said that David actually spoke, I think Korah rather, actually spoke about this psalm and was talking about how believers will see unbelievers prospering. And they'll see that, ah, God is not kind to us. And, and he said that if you are a believer and you think like that, you are that believer who has so much honor honor but they don't know they don't understand they don't understand and most of us are like that we see people and they are doing well and we are not doing well and then we actually see that our salvation is so little meanwhile you have the best gift of life eternal life if you have eternal life you have everything praise the lord so don't feel inferior because of some coins somebody has and make you look down on yourself oh they are the big men who told you so you are the big woman you are the big man you are the man in honor, the woman in honor. Praise the Lord. I showed you how Hebrews made us understand how God created man, crowned him with glory and honor. Man lost it to the enemy, but Jesus, who was also made in the like manner of man, came and by the suffering of the death on the cross, by the grace of God, extended to us the experience of that same death. And by that, you and I were honored by God as the sons and daughters of God. He came to his own, but his own did not receive him. But you and I who received him, he gave us the power to become the children of God. Oh, praise the Lord. 
we were not born by blood, nor by the will of the flesh. We were born by the will of God. So God is in the agenda. God knows about it all. God planned it all. And you were the singular person on God's mind. If you were just the one person, he would still have done it. Just to honor you. You are honorable. I said you are honorable. First Peter talks about we being a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. And he said that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who were once not a people, but are now the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You are so honorable that you walk into the throne room without any question. As a matter of fact, you don't need any permission. You come boldly into the throne of grace. And you are free access 24-7. As a matter of fact, you are the container of God. God sits right inside of you. You are the powerhouse of God. Ah, can you believe this? But he said, he did all of this so that you proclaim his praise. You will honor him. Oh, are you here with me? And I said, that's why God is the best example of leadership. Because you see, in all his omniscience, omnipresent, omnipotent, omni-wise, he could have chosen to do just anything. And I said, serve me. That's all. But he brought us to his status so that when we are honoring him, the honor will be powerful. Oh, are you here with me? So God is so powerful. He, he, with your mess. And when they ask, who is this? They say, oh, these are the guys I want to honor me. No. He made you to his status, brought you into the royal priesthood. You were a king and a priest at the same time. His own special people embossed you, put an embossment on you. And said, this is my masterpiece. And then after that, when everybody looks at you and the way you are shining, you tell them, this is the man that honors me. Oh, praise Jesus. It's a good God. He honored us. That's for our honor. And that's why we as believers, everything we do must be in honor to him. We don't just do things for ourselves. And I spoke about Jesus going to his hometown. And when he got there, they despised him. Verse 3 says, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And our sisters, not here with us. And they were deeply offended by him. And their disapproval blinded them of the fact that he was anointed by God as the Messiah. <laughs> Most of us don't see in him what we must see to take what we need to do. It shows in the way we come to church. Like the MC said today. As a matter of fact, when I was coming today, the Lord told me that there are some of you, two people here, two people here, you experience something like heart failure. As the word is coming, it will just go. All right? So... You come to church without any expectation because you don't come in honor. Look at what happened. What was the effect of their dishonor? Jesus said a prophet is not without honor, respect, except in his own, own hometown, among his relatives and his own household. And he could not do a miracle there at all. He could not do a miracle there at all. So you can get too familiar and the grace is flowing you can't receive. And I told you that for most of these guys you see go to these people we call, we call them charlatans and we call them all of these things we call them. There are many genuine people who go there and for them they are going to see Christ. And because they went genuinely and carried their honor along, no matter how you see them they take what they are expecting home. Not because those guys are doing the right thing, but because they are genuine receivers. I showed you an experience with regards to the woman with the issue of blood. There was so much crowd around Jesus. And the Bible said, everybody was touching, everybody was, but this lady 
Oh my God. Watch this. Watch this. If you end the story, Jesus asked who touched me. So how was she fervently pleading? You can see that she was desperate. She didn't care whether Jesus was watching or was not watching. As for her, this is what she needs and she knows Jesus has it. And she's ready to take it. I know he has it. Look at what the woman said. A woman in the crowd has suffered 12 for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal with many doctors over, over, over the years. She had spent everything she had to pay them. She had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. Next. She heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched. For she thought to herself. That's the word. She thought to herself. It's in her mind. It's in her imagination. Like David. Ask them. What is going to be done to the one who kills Goliath? He had already killed Goliath. If I can touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of the terrible condition. She realized, Jesus realized at once the healing power had gone out of her. It was a different touch. It was not a touch of emotion. It was a touch of the spirit. It was a touch to take. It was a touch to receive. It was a touch of intent. It was a touch of purpose. Then he asked the question that everybody thought was a foolish question. Ah, but Jesus, can you ask this question? Who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around. How can you ask who touched you? How can you ask this? I mean, you are walking through the midst of a crowd. He said, but Jesus knew that somebody had done something. He kept on looking around to see who had done it. Because he knew. And the frightened woman trembling at the realization of what had happened to her came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And look at Jesus. And he said to her, daughter. The relationship changed. Straight away, she became a daughter. Jesus regarded the lady as her daughter. The lady regarded Jesus as the father. Somebody say, honor. And Jesus said, your faith has made you go in peace. Hallelujah. Let me give you the next this experience. It was Jarius. Jesus was actually going there before this thing happened. So the woman actually broke protocol to touch Jesus. <laughs> While he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, and they told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. Hello. Oh, hello now. Is it somebody who say, this one was out of faithlessness. It was not faithlessness. It was not disrespect. They actually gave him so much respect that they felt that they don't want to bother him anymore. And so it's okay. Do you know that? Do you know that some of you, by your, by your, your, so much feeling of bother and disregard, you rather enter into a place of dishonor. Oh, it's too late. If I call pastor, he's, I'll be worrying him. Oh, no, it's too tight. The way they think, oh, I don't want to bother him. Oh, this thing, I don't take things like this to God. If I take them, oh, why? Hey, hey are you here with me? Am I speaking to you? You know, when I, I don't, you see, when you want to talk to God, talk to him about, you see, this one... Ah. Oh, at a point, it's like, it's hopeless. Have you gotten there before? They say, oh, ah, he would have done it. But where this thing is got into, nothing can be done again. Oh, are you here? I don't even want to bother him. Yesterday, the man of God said something. He said that they were praying. When they were in a certain auditorium, the people were selling the auditorium. They were praying that nobody would buy. Hello? In their mind, they cannot buy it. So they were praying that nobody would buy so that they will still be there. Until they find somewhere. You see how we can sometimes dishonor God. Because we 
dishonor ourselves. Listen to me. There's nothing too big that God cannot do for you. And there's nothing too small that God cannot do for you. Oh, praise the Lord. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Just have what? His faith, an element of honor. Right? Okay, just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John. Why? Because these people understand the deal. They know him. They know what they can do. They are prodigies of Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Watch this. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion, weeping and wailing. Speak to me, church. What would you have done? Jesus is on the scene. They were still crying. They were still wailing. For them, it was over. He went inside and asked, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. Watch this. She's only asleep. Look at their response. The crowd laughed at him. Dishonor. Oh. You're going to call your pastor. What is he coming to do? I hear her. He said, oh, let me pray for your daughter. You are a believer in the family. I said, oh, really? Our sister is, let me pray. They disrespect the anointing. The grace of God upon your life. They laugh at you. So what did Jesus do? He made them all what? Because it stalls performance. Yes! It kills the grace. So he made them all leave. And he took the girl's father and mother. And his three disciples. Because they are desperate to see a result. Our child should not die. Our child should live. Jesus, we know you can do it. Holding a hand, he said to her, Talita, kum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl, who was 12 years old, immediately stood up and walked around them. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Oh, grace is flowing. I said grace is flowing. He just needs a receiver. So many things will change. If a believer understands this, they will not just come to church as a tradition. They will not just serve God as a tradition. They will not just be religious. They will do things because they honor him. Hallelujah. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you call it finish. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth. Come.